Get inside the game from every angle. It's Rugby Direct with Elliot Smith, powered by Newstalk ZB. Welcome into Rugby Direct, Newstalk ZB's rugby podcast. My name is Elliot Smith. I am Newstalk ZB's All Blacks commentator, and it is a pleasure to be with you once again on your podcast platform of choice. Checking things up on Rugby Direct at the start of the week. We'll analyse the weekend's games towards the end of the week. We'll tell you everything you need to know about rugby to get you set for the weekend. And coming up on this edition of Rugby Direct, we take a look at the All Blacks Argentina second test this weekend at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. We'll look at the NPC and Farah Palmer Cup, which both resume this week and as well. And take a quick look at the Heartland Championship too. It's all to come over the next uh, nine, ten minutes, thereabouts, on Rugby Direct. Changes are plenty to that All Blacks team to play Argentina in the second of their tests this weekend. Ian Foster selected an entirely new Ford pack and made several changes to the back line as well. If you haven't caught up with the team, here it is. Joe Moody, Samasoni Takiaho, Tyrell Lomax, your front row. Patrick Tuipilotu and Tupo via the locks. The loose Ford trio, Ethan Blackadder, Adi Savia, captain, and Hoskins Satutu. At halfback is TJ Perinara, first five, Damian McKenzie, just the second time he starts at a test. More on that uh, very, very shortly. George Bridge and Will Jordan, your wings, Quintapaya, Rico Ioani, the midfield, and Jordy Barrett at the back at fullback. The reserves, Cody Taylor, George Bauer, offered Thonga Fasi, Scott Barrett, Luke Jacobson, Finlay Christie, Bowden Barrett, and Braden Enor. So that's the All Blacks team to play Argentina this weekend. I want to give you my three takeaways from uh, the All Blacks media conference, which uh, first we heard from Ian Foster, then Damian McKenzie and Patrick Duipilotu. The three takeaways for me, first and foremost, it's Hoskins Satutu back in the All Blacks side. He was ever present in the 23s last year, apart from one game uh, he sat out. This year, he can barely buy any game time. He's only played once for the All Blacks. That was in the test in Dunedin where he uh, started in the game where the All Blacks and uh, the Loose Fords in particular didn't really get going. He hasn't been sighted since. Played a couple of games for Counties Monaco along the way. Uh, so Ian Foster on what the vast of Hoskins are to to as he prepares for a return at number eight this week. Just carry on working on his game and all the little bits I guess that we would, would require for every player to do. He's, um, you know, he's... Um, you know, we've sent him away early and, you know, every player gets their own individual plan about the things we want to work. He's, look, he's a highly skilled player. We've we've talked to him about work rate needed and, I guess, the physicality of test matches. But he's, um, you know, he, the reason he's in there is he's been playing well, train, uh, sorry, training well for us. He's uh, he's contributing well off the park. And, and again, he's got a huge desire to go out and, to go out and start and play. So... You know, I'm just, you know, clearly I'm looking, we're looking forward to seeing how he goes. So that was takeaway number one for me. Hoskins Satutu back in the All Blacks side this weekend. As I say, almost a forgotten man of this current All Blacks setup, and I'm sure has a point to prove this weekend in the test against Argentina. Takeaway number two, Damian McKenzie at first five for the All Blacks. Only ever worn the 10 jersey once before in a test. That was three years ago against France. What do the All Blacks see in Damian McKenzie to give him the nod, given he hasn't had a lot of game time there at Chiefs level, at All Blacks level? No, he hasn't, but he's he's trained a lot there. He has filled in at times. He's clearly started there before, you know, in a pretty big test match and, and did that well. He's um, He played 35 minutes last week against Argentina and... and um, and you know he's had a clear, he's got a clear understanding of his role. You know in this in the rugby championship, we've 
you know, we've we've clearly only got two two guys who play ten in terms of a specialist type area with Richie not here, and um, and I actually think it's a it's a common sense selection from in terms of managing managing Bodie for for the next couple of weeks, but also it's a it's a vote of confidence that we that we think he's he's really progressing in that in that position. And takeaway number three for me has nothing to do with the All Blacks or Argentina and their teams to play this weekend. It's about that idea of having Rugby World Cups every two years, which has been mooted by World Rugby, although not entirely as forceful as FIFA is pushing on with it. I think there's been a probably a wee bit of excitement from certain sections of uh, the media and other rugby entities this week because it's not something that World Rugby is actively pursuing at this point in time, whereas FIFA is quite well down the track of uh, trying to make it happen and being pushed back at every corner uh, that they try to do so. But Ian Foster, should there be World Cups every two years? I read the report. I don't know if it's a serious report. I guess there's a whole lot of proposals out there. We've got two yearly World Cups and we've got 12 side tournaments. We've got a few things floating around at the moment. Um, you know, I think a two yearly World Cup, instinctively, it doesn't sound that great to me. You know, I, I kind of like the concept of World Cups being something you build for and plan for and and, and I think there's enough significance in the competitions we have in between World Cups to to still keep the international game vibrant, but um, we'll see what unfolds. So that's Ian Foster. Those are my three takeaways from the All Blacks world this week. This is Rugby Direct, a podcast for real rugby fans. Let's have a look at domestic rugby now, and it has been an intriguing development, to say the very least, in domestic rugby with the news that six provincial players from five different unions have had their exemptions torn up and told, go back to Auckland. These are six players that don't actually play for Auckland. They're six players that play for other teams in the Bunnings NPC and won't be taking part this weekend after having the wrong travel exemptions. New Zealand rugby boss Mark Robinson having to front and explain what exactly is going on and he's putting the pressure on the provincial unions for getting it all wrong and applying the wrong exemption. We became aware of this situation on mon- late on Monday. Um, began trying to understand things a little bit more on uh, throughout throughout Tuesday. Contacted um, government and, and associated agencies very early on on Wednesday um, to uh, take advice essentially and share um, what had uh, what had transpired. And we've been working obviously since that time, very closely with all the different parties involved um, to, to work through it. Yeah, so uh, they'll have to figure out whether those six players can play uh, down the track in the NPC, perhaps if Auckland drops levels. But, uh, yeah, we slap on the wrists for the provincial unions around the country. Fair to say New Zealand rugby not happy about that. There are four games in the Bunnings NPC to restart us. You can hear them all on Gold AM and iHeartRadio. This week it kicks off with Waikato and Canterbury on Friday night, but without a doubt the Shield Challenge is the highlight of the provincial rugby Bunnings NPC weekend. Bay of Plenty trying to take the Shield off Hawke's Bay. Promises to be a fascinating encounter on Sunday afternoon. The Bay of Plenty coach, Daryl Gibson, used to play in a fair few Shield challenges back when he was playing for Canterbury. So does the Shield still have the same allure? It's been really heartening that um, even though we have super rugby and professionalism, that 
provincial rugby is, is still very much alive and it, it means something to play for your province. It means something to um, play for the Shield. And that's really um, been uh, such a, a, a revelation for me to, to know that our players feel like that. You know, when we saw the schedule come out at the start of the season, we all hoped that, you know, the Hawks Bay would have held on to the shield by the time we get there. So, um, you know, in, in some ways we're very fortunate to at least just have a crack. Sunday afternoon, shield challenge. Looking forward to that one of the Bunnings NBC live on Gold AM and iHeart Radio. Rugby Direct, powered by Newstalk ZB. The Farah Palmer Cup is back this weekend. Only one game, incidentally, Otago versus Bay of Plenty. That's in the Premiership. Now, neither of these two sides have a win this year, and it's basically a knockout game to figure out who stays in the top flight for next season. Otago's co-captain is Tegan Hollows. Tegan, you must be delighted to get back out on the park. Definitely. Yeah, didn't know if it was going to go ahead, but I'm really glad it is it. How frustrating have the, the last few weeks been uh, training, uh, not able to train together as a team, no games, obviously. Uh, how, how tricky is that to sort of stop mid-season? Yeah, it's really hard, especially like the physical aspect. Like everyone can get out and go for runs and do that sort of thing, but you, you really miss that contact that you really need when you're yeah, playing a contact sport. What's been the process for the, the spirit getting back into, uh, into game time? Have you had any sort of uh, practices or, you know, uh, inter-squad games, I, I guess, ahead of uh, playing Bay of Plenty this weekend? Um, no games as such, but, yeah, we got two trainings in last week, one in the weekend, which was good, and just, yeah, gradually building ourselves up and trying to, yeah, get back in that contact, get back the fitness levels, um, tr- kind of like a rushed pre-season, kind of two trainings, and then, yeah, this week we've just been back into normal trainings. How did you feel you were travelling as a team before lockdown? You had uh, a couple of um, close-run things against Waikato and, and Wellington where um, yeah, you're, you're right in those games. Do you feel you're sort of uh, close to sort of cracking a, a win? Yeah, I feel like we definitely deserve a win. Like, like you said, we've had some really close games and we just haven't been able to push ourselves across um, to get one. But, yeah, we're playing really well and we, I think we're definitely showing that we deserve to be up in this top grade. And uh, the, a pretty pivotal game this weekend against Bay of Plenty, who also don't have uh, a win. Um, a good chance to perhaps get on the board? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's like a final game as for us Bay of Plenty. It's whoever loses that's going to drop back to their um, bottom grade. What do you think will be the key for, for your spirit team uh, this week to, to get the job done? Um, yeah, hopefully we can just run them around the park. They're a bit smaller, like Aussie Rally team with faces have been massive, whether they're a bit more... Um, our size, hopefully we can just um, outspeed them and just outskill them. I know there's a few games sort of cancelled this weekend from Auckland teams and other other ones, but how, how vital was it as a team to, to get this game on the park with, as you mentioned, so much riding on it? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, don't, I wasn't sure what they would have done if we didn't get to play this game, so I'm glad we are. I feel for the other teams that haven't been able to start back, but yeah, it's awesome that a target actually gets two for one. Yeah, absolutely. And look, a little birdie, aka your manager, suggested that uh, your favourite part of rugby is the, the shower beers after the yeah. game. How, how accurate is that oil? Uh, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, no, me, me and the other uh, front rows just definitely after a hard game. Can't wait to get into showers and crack open a cold beer. 
Tegan Hollows, the captain of the Otago Spirit. Uh, she'll be hoping those beers are celebratory come Saturday afternoon. The Volcanics desperate to make sure it's consolation beer only on that afternoon. We have the Heartland Championship underway this weekend as well after that delay. Of course, this didn't happen last year either. There was a few uh, friendly games that no competition. We're back underway. The first fixture, West Coast versus Hotter for Noah Carpenter, kicking off half an hour earlier than everyone else at John Sturgeon Park. In Greymouth, Buller, South Canterbury at Westport uh, from half past two. North Otago against East Coast in Oamaru. Wairarapa Bush against Thames Valley in Masterton. Langanui against uh, Poverty Bay from Cook's Garden. And King Country against Mid Canterbury uh, from Tekawiti from half past two as well. We'll have more on the Heartland Championship for you next week on Rugby Direct. The big focus this weekend, All Blacks, Argentina. You can hear it from 10 o'clock on Saturday night on Newstalk ZB Gold AM, iHeart Radio. You can hear all the NPC on iHeart Radio and Gold AM as well. Till next time, it's been Rugby Direct.